Bad news. Bog is getting thicker. And Leon's getting larger. And that joke's getting funnier. Come on, Ian. It's getting funnier. Yeah, I've seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. 8.13 on Wisconsin's Morning News. What, getting old? Bad news. Fog is getting thicker. And Leon's getting larger. <laughs> it is It is thick out there. It's, it's hard to see in some spots. And, of course, from Airplane, and it's following Vin Man's comedy curve. I've been playing it all morning. Vin Man's comedy curve, real quick, is this theory that I've come up with, which is... At the first telling of a joke, a joke is only so funny. Sure. And as the theory goes, as the joke is repeated, it might ultimately end up even funnier in the long run. But you have to get through that period where it gets old. There could be a valley. (laughs) Yes, there's a huge (laughs) valley. If you plotted it on a graph, it would be like, okay, the joke debuts at medium funny. Okay. And then you tell the same joke again, and it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of funny. Then you tell it again, and it starts to get less funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it gets increasingly less funny for a while, and then this this goes into the valley, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This is less funny to the point of almost like, okay, already. But then at some point, if you're doing it right... You've done it so much, it gets funnier again. (laughs) And some theorists believe that it could actually end up funnier in the long run than the point at which it debuted first on the graph. That's Vin Man's comedy curve. Is there a timeline or a consistency? That's just all feel. You got to feel it out, man. It's comedy. You got to feel it. So that's that's getting funnier. You might hear that again yet today. I struggle with the story we just had in the news about the legislative maps because I don't know what the fair map looks like. I would like to say, yes, what Republicans have proposed or what they did with the Governor Evers maps and the tweaks they made. Okay, that's fair. Yes, I support this map. Or, boy, the Democrats have been right all along. The maps are all screwed up and they shouldn't be like that. And, like, and there were seven different proposals submitted to the <laughs> state Supreme Court. Right. Which yep. are the maps? And then on the other hand, too, it's kind of like just as a regular person, you're just like, geez, again, with the maps. I don't know. I go vote where they tell me to vote. Like, I, right? yep. is this just something that political classes are warring over? And most of us are going about our business every day with zero concern for where they draw these lines, important as it may be. So I don't, I don't know who's right, but something interesting played out on the assembly floor yesterday as they were debating this. And if I'm understanding correctly what happened, Governor Evers proposed a set of new legislative maps. He says, here's the maps I'd like. And you guys go ahead and pass that in the assembly, pass it in the Senate, bring it over to me, I'll sign it, then we take the courts out of it, and we're done. These are the new legislative maps. And what the assembly did, and Speaker Voss leading this, said, all right, fine, Governor, we'll approve your maps. We have a, couple, a few tweaks, and this is where I just don't know. But what they didn't want to do, Republicans said, okay, we'll, we'll see you on the maps and largely do the lines that way. But what we don't want is Eric now represents the 33rd Assembly District and Vince here represents the 34th Assembly District. But under the new maps, that would put Eric and Vince Sparring against each against other. Each other right. They're both yep. Republicans. Yep. Well, we don't want to do ourselves in like that. So we're going to make a few tweaks to these maps that prevent incumbents from having to run against each other in these new legislative districts. So we think that's a compromise. If I'm understanding correctly, that's what Republicans did. Democrats didn't like it. And in fact, according to Assembly Speaker Voss, wouldn't even debate the issue when it came up yesterday in the Assembly. So Voss takes to the mic 
and starts calling him out for tweeting during the session. And his point was, look, if y'all won't debate, like, don't debate on Twitter. Also, he makes a statement like that apparently you're not supposed to be on your devices. I don't know if that's an assembly rule. The interesting thing is, even though they're not supposed to be on their devices, they're tweeting right now. So he's talking about <laughs> other Democrats in the assembly. Now, people doing stuff they're not really supposed to be doing or not paying attention in the assembly or the Senate, that ain't new. That's forever. <laughs> Have you been in there for that before? I remember being a young reporter. I think I was still in Green Bay the first time I went to the assembly to cover a session. And, you know, you're young and idealistic and think this is how our government works and I'm going to see the government at work. And you go there and 99 seats in there and... And guys are on their computers playing solitaire. <laughs> it was a late 90s. You were so disappointed. <laughs> no one's listening to each other in here. Why are they leaving what? all the time? I remember covering the Senate and watching how often people were in and out during floor yeah. debate or meeting at the back. Hey, you and me go meet back here. We're just, mm-hmm. Nobody's listening to anybody because everybody knows what they're doing already. <laughs> and the, the young young Vinny thought we came here and I listen to your ideas, you listen to mine, and then we do my favorite is the lawmaker who changes their vote after the vote so they can be part of the majority if they need bing, to be. Bing, bing. Hey, hang on. <laughs> really need to change mine quick. So Voss is saying, regardless of what, what the rules are, they're like, hey, participate in debate. Chime in here. But instead, you're sitting here on Twitter. One of the members, lady from the 14th, said Republicans in the assembly are in their seats and ready to pass a gerrymander today again. Perhaps you didn't understand that we actually offered the governor's map. So if you're saying the governor's map was gerrymandered, I guess you have a point. <laughs> so he starts reading their tweets. It's like mean tweets. Yeah. Like, like late night TV all over again. I had hoped it would be funnier, kind of like the mean tweets. <laughs> Making fun of his tie or something. Yeah. So he, uh, let me see. That was, uh, he was calling out Robin Vining of Wauwatosa. That was her tweet. Okay. Uh, here's another one. Lady from the 12th, who I have a great deal of respect for said, just because it's Governor Evers' map doesn't mean it's the right map. Amen. You're exactly right. (laughs) Governor Evers' map is awful. Okay. That was, I believe, Lakeisha Myers, whom I I agree with the speaker. I think she's an up-and-coming lawmaker from Milwaukee. Um, She was the reason that we got the butt crack comment out of the legislation right. on she was asking public about, decency. What about performances, Beyonce yeah. or something like I that? I thought she out. asked good, reasonable yeah. questions, yeah. Yeah. And, and I like her. And her point Rising was... Rising star out of Milwaukee. Right. Here's... Voss reads the rest of her tweet. The legislature is supposed to work... This is quoting again. The legislature is supposed to create a map collaboratively, hold public hearings, and do the work. The legislature has not done due diligence. I wish the court didn't put this message on us that we only had to work in a super expedited process. I will have our attorneys reach out to you, and I would love the lady from the 12th to join us in a motion for the court saying, don't rush us. We need time to actually go through this process. That could actually make a difference. His point well taken. On the counter side, you'd have Democrats who would argue, look, we knew this was coming. Yeah. So don't tell me Four like now years. all of a sudden we're up against it, yes. right? Because the court now just first mandated this. You knew this was coming for a long time, right? If not four years, at least since spring. Oh, yeah. When you knew that the ideological bent of the U.S. But, Supreme Court was going to change, yep. you knew this was coming. But even so leading up to that, there's been a discussion about this for a long time. Could have gotten to work on it a long time ago if you truly wanted to collaborate. And uh, I think they're right that collaboration would be nice. And I, I take... Representative Myers, at her word, that she would she would work with these folks. 
Um, regardless of what the outcome might be. One more here from Voss. At every turn, legislative Republicans have worked to undermine our democracy and cement their power. This 11th hour attempt to pass the map is their latest ploy to maintain their illegitimate majorities and protect their incumbents. This isn't what democracy is about. Why would the lady from the 76 not vote for Tony Evers' map then? Why would you say you couldn't support the governor? Unless everything that you're tweeting is nothing more than a bunch of BS. It's empty. It's rhetoric, it's lies, it's false. Genuine interactions aren't done on Twitter, even though I'm sure Elon Musk is happy. (laughs) Good finish there. (laughs) And the whole back end of that is true, regardless of which side of the aisle you're on, and both sides do it. Let's stop negotiating via Twitter. Let's come in here and actually listen to each other and see if we can come to an agreement. Or actually try to move the state forward right. instead of trying yes. to find a reason to butt heads. And in that particular case, he was talking about Sue Connolly of Janesville. Again, in fairness to her, they're saying these weren't the governor's maps. These were almost the governor's right, maps, right. but you made tweaks that didn't You're work trying for to save, us. save, right. you know, colleague over there. And the governor already said... I'm not going to sign this, so non-starter, what are we doing? So the battle lines were drawn. I thought it was an interesting way for the speaker to approach that issue. 821 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Bad news. Fog is getting thicker. Leon's getting larger. And that joke's getting funnier. Come on, Ian. It's getting funnier. Yeah, I've seen the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, fog kind of an interesting factor in what was supposed to be a really glorious day for the Couture Project. Talked about it earlier, but they they brought folks through the Couture downtown. This is the 44-story high-rise that is going up on the lakefront. Still, well, no longer going up. It's still being built. They topped it off this week. Yeah. Which means right. it's as tall as it's going to get. But if you've been downtown lately, and particularly just across from like the Summerfest grounds and the Calatrava is the Couture, and it's rising up, it's not going to get any taller, but they still have a lot of work to do. Yet, some of the lower units are largely built out and ready to go. In fact, they're starting to bring potential tenants through there. And moving in in just a couple of months, yeah, right? April? April is when they're going to first start moving people in. I think it's fascinating. They're going to be moving people in before the building is done. Yeah. You mentioned Die Hard, right? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Was it Nakatomi Tower? <laughs> yeah. And right. a... All those guys were there, but the top of the building wasn't done yeah, yet. A couple of floors that were just being worked on. So that's what's going to happen at the Couture. First residents expected to move in in April. The building won't be fully finished, they don't think, until July Interesting rent differential here. Rick Barrett, uh, who is the CEO and founder of Barrett Low Visionary that builds pretty much everything in Milwaukee, <laughs> like all of these towers, a lot of them have their their name and their, their imprint on it. Um, he doesn't like the term that it's a luxury high rise. And here's why. It's not just a luxury building because that's not the message I want. You know, I want this to be a building where there's you know, distinctly different groups that can be in this building and coexist in, in a way that makes it special. So what does that mean? This is high end, no doubt, but the top floor plans on the, you know, 40 plus floors, and they have one penthouse that I think is the whole the whole top floor, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. $11,000 a month Ooh. in rent. All right. Now that's luxury. However, You know, Barrett says that he has a lot of different floor plans. The smallest floor plan is fewer than 600 square feet. 
So it's not a huge apartment, and they're going to price those around the $2,000 a month okay. range. Right. And his point was, and then there are things anywhere in between. His point was, I wanted different types of price points in the same building. I wanted this neighborhood that I'm building here on the lakefront to have different types of people in it. He thought these smaller units could be young professionals, where $2,000 a rent is not that much, yeah, Especially right? if you have a roommate, maybe. Yeah. And then others where, yeah, obviously, if you can afford it, 11 k a month, and you're up there on the top floor with all the premium stuff. But he wanted that mix of people in his building, and that's how he envisioned it. I mentioned before the fog, but they also invited media to come through yesterday. Yeah. And one of the primary reasons that you want to live in this building is its location, in part because... The views are amazing. The view is gorgeous. You could barely see out the window yesterday (laughs) with the fog. He had to be like, oh, man. (laughs) How about that view? (laughs) (laughs) It's the most putrid, ugly day we've had. You would have been better in the snowstorm. At least it would have been pretty, right? Yes. This wasn't pretty. You could barely see the ground. And then where the lake was was just this wall of fog. (laughs) So he has since invited people to also come oh, through for sure. at another of time, course. and there oh. will be opportunities. I'd like to have Rick on the show. I did put the word out. would love to have him come in here and sit with us for a half hour mm-hmm. and just tell mm-hmm. us not just about that building, but what else are you building? Like, this is a guy who has his imprint on Milwaukee's skyline and its future. It felt and that like Couture project, this, we were talking about. this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and then there'd be financing issues and things like that. And he did get a pretty nice deal from the city and county on that piece of land. Oh, yeah. So there, there is that as well, but would love to talk with him about you know, what else is in the four. He works often with uh, Matt Rinka and Rinka Architects mm-hmm. over there, who's a visionary who designed the building. It, looks, it just looks fabulous. So that is out there. Tough day for the viewing. The dog and pony show, and the pony was not well. 8.30 on Wisconsin's Morning News. <laughs> 8.38 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Was it Costanza who said, it's not cheating if there's no sex? Is that a George Costanza line? Somebody said that once in a show or a movie. Well, your spouse may be keeping a secret from you, but it's not what you think. Are you committing (laughs) financial infidelity in your relationship? Define. So a new bank rate study finds that 42% of Americans are keeping money secrets from their partners. So nearly half of Americans are not telling all of the truth about their money to their spouse or their partner. I suppose there are probably varying degrees of that. It's one thing to go shopping and come home with a pair of pants and a blouse and not tell your husband or whatever. Or me coming home with a new yeah. pair of skis and neglecting to tell Angie about it. Right. Or you, you picked up the tab for me and Pancake and our drinking exhibition the other day. What's this, $112 Don't at the Avenue? No, 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 no. Right. The study looked at couples who were married or <laughs> living you, by together. The way. Yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> it wasn't that much, but boy, it was a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, 30% say they spend more than their partner knows about. So 30%. Okay. 23% have secret debt. And I'm not sure what secret debt would be. Because you you would think you would know. Do you know couples who have completely separate finances? Um, I know married couples who Eric does his money and Ange does hers. I know of those. Maybe like they're not commingled. Mm -hmm. Or in in our house at times, not not currently, but we used to have two separate insurance plans. I would use one and she'd use another. Um, Let's see here. Where else here? Uh, Let's see. 23% have had secret set. And then this one surprised me. 17%. 
say they have a secret checking account. So not what you're talking about okay. where you have a separate, because you have a separate account that you use yes. for Vinny Fun stuff. I have like a pittance of my paycheck goes to this one account where I use that to fill up for gas and pay for my golf and whatever yeah, else. Yeah. So I don't at some point... Dip into up, the like, real fund. Right, all of a sudden we the more hey, the mortgage comes on this day. I don't know when I that is. Right. I, I have to put money down. Right. So it's it's just <laughs> honestly because I'm irresponsible and, and it avoids that conflict. But yeah. we're all above board on it. Yeah, 17% have a secret checking account. That's mm. I I'd say that's probably not gonna lead to a, a strong partnership. Yeah, right. But uh let's see, which group is most likely to keep secrets? So which generation is keeping the most Secrets from their partners when it comes to money. Gen Z. Didn't see that coming. Mm, my partner doesn't know that my mom has most of my money in, in my account. <laughs> she, pay, I, she actually pays the rent. That's why secret. I haven't told my partner yet about my parents having the money for me. Right. <laughs> you asked me before if if that was possible. You know, like, Are you, you know, guilty of financial infidelity? I could not be. I have no idea where our money goes for any of the <laughs> My wife runs everything. And full trust. Right, full trust. Full trust. As far as I know, we're doing okay. So she could be guilty, but I'm assuming she's right. good. <laughs> Tell me whatever you want. But I, I'm not that guy. Do you, you, do you have people in your life, too, where it's usually the husband who's the strong arm, and she says, yeah, I was going to have my... You know, oh, Frank, with the money? Frank says, I, I can't do that and whatever. I'm like, I, can't oh, yeah. Im- I can't imagine. I, w- <laughs> I can't imagine. Hey, I went shopping. We bought this, that, and the other. Okay. I would never. I, oh, no. My wife's an accountant. So, yeah, there's yeah no Good way. luck over there. She's got Excel spreadsheets. I'm relying on that. 847 on Wisconsin's Morning News. It wasn't even a full common council meeting. No, nope, just a just committee, a committee hearing, meeting. Right? Yep, committee hearing. So... From time but to DPW time, DPW is always interesting. Oh, they're the Because if there's a department in yeah. city that affects our lives, city, town, village, wherever you live, it's public works. They're responsible for the trash and the plowing and all this stuff. These are the things that touch our lives. And you and I are guilty of just loving these hearings. <laughs> they're just so good. So let's get to it. Our council meeting musings. Bureaucracy. <sighs> legislation. <laughs> red tape. I'm- so bored. Doesn't anything fun happen here? When you work for the local government, doing the bare minimum is doing your part. It's time to take another visit to City Hall. Yes, so today for Council Meeting Musings, we head to Milwaukee City Hall for a Public Works Committee meeting led by, of course, the esteemed Alderman Bob Bauman. Houston, we have a problem. (laughs) Yes. All right. So where to start? Well, yesterday, actually, there was a lot of news being made because of snow removal efforts. We had that huge snowstorm two weeks ago, and there's still some areas in Milwaukee that are still half buried, only one lane through there, cars that are stuck in snow, mailboxes that are blocked off. Yeah, reports that mail isn't getting through because they can't get the trucks down the street. Right, Mm -hmm. been lots of issues with that. So the head of the uh, Public Works Department was on hand, as were some others. Alderman Lamont in Westmoreland saying he's hearing from all kinds of constituents. I'm still getting these complaints. It's frustrating. And, you know, I hear my constituents. I hear everybody. And I drive the same roads they drive. But like I said, it's like an amusement ride. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> you, you never want your drive to feel like an amusement ride. And he didn't meet a good one either. So anyway, they said they're working on it. They're always adapting. They did change some things. Obviously, it's a very unique storm as well. So they're working on it. They're, they should have most snow cleared. Obviously, it helps that the uh, the rain and the warmth is also here. 
Also part of the meeting yesterday, the BRT. Oh, you got an update on the Magic Bus. Yes, Bus Rapid Transit. As everyone knows, Vetrano loves the BRT. We're so excited about it being installed there, connecting the lakefront to the medical college there in Wauwatosa. Some of the facilitators on hand. We've now got that commute ride down to 27 minutes. So it's nearly a 10-minute difference between regular bus and BRT. Uh, Nearly a 10-minute difference. And what? listen closely what he said. Not saving 10 minutes if you're in your car. Bus to bus, yeah. you're saving 10 minutes. And I'll add, and he said not even. And I'll add, <laughs> that's if you ride it gate to gate, pick it up at the lakefront, take it all the way into Wauwatosa. Yeah. That's how you're saving 10 minutes. Most people save in three to four minutes, which means 10 million bucks a minute. For savings, okay? okay? That's right. not good math. That's my problem. Okay, wet blanket. It's a very right. nice bus. So you were also bringing up the dedicated lanes at one point. You were concerned about that. because yes, we took traffic out of yeah, these lanes, right. saved it for the bus. Well, so the facilitators told the Public Works Committee that actually they are picking up some people. They are writing tickets. Early results from um, MPD and how many tickets they've given out, they give out about five tickets a day. Now, whether those for, are... For encroaching into the dedicated lane? Correct. They, they, do they really? So Bauman was a little surprised by that, mainly because he didn't think that it would be that easy to actually ticket somebody for just sitting in that lane real quick. You that need a dedicated lane to access a driveway, right? Yep. I mean, so all you have to do is you say, well, I was going to get into that driveway. Yeah, but it's three blocks down. Yeah, but I'm planning ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So you were saying... Oh, you make a little money there. Hey, we get this coin? (laughs) Well, there's there's that as well. Okay, so as you know... Bauman likes to move uh, move quickly, right? He doesn't. That's a good meeting. Doesn't want these meetings last, especially when he knows that there's going to be a lot of snow talk. And the media was there yesterday, so he runs a tight ship. As as we can tell, here's an example from the water guy. So we are here to deliver the semi-annual event service right. line report. I am going to move very quickly through my part of it. Good. Feel free to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you missed it, I am going to move very quickly through my part of it. Good. <laughs> okay, water guy. Yeah, yeah. Everything um, good over there? Yes, good, fine. Next. This part made me laugh, too. So he wanted to get moving, right? And there was someone yeah, who let's go. hadn't yet spoken yet who was part of the agenda. Fantastic. Thank, Thank you, you so much, everyone. Item 12, 2, 3, oh, 1, 4. Pardon me. Hello, who? Um, this is uh, Jesus Ochoa, uh, our current transit system. I believe our line item was... Added to this. Oh, someone was supposed, added. Yeah, am I supposed uh, to be hearing something? Having there? a hard time hearing that. That Zoom ain't working out real well. He was uh, obviously speaking remotely. We really couldn't um, hear you. We really couldn't hear you very well. It was all garbled and broken up. Sorry. Is this better? Yeah. Oh, okay, better. still can't hear it. All right, better. we're moving on to the next moving one. On. <laughs> <laughs> Missed your window. Nope, next. Is this better? Nope, still nope, can't it's hear not it. Better. It was better. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So there were different items on the list as usual. They're talking about like tire dumping and some different things, and that comes up a lot apparently. I didn't know there was such interest in dumping today. Always. Oh, always. That's all from Stanford. Stanford. So this is during a break. So they're taking a break before the next speakers. So the next speakers are going to present, right? And they were taking a moment to kind of, you know, compile whatever they had to compile. So the mics are on, and this is this is streaming on cable TV. So anyone can hear this or watch this, and this isn't anything anything bad but like the mics are hot so Bauman and Stamper start kind of complaining about how they're constantly seeing people in the city littering from their vehicles and listen to what Stamper says at the end I'm just gonna do dump a whole 
meal outside the car. Yeah, well, yeah, I see that. I see that regularly, right, right out the door. I do. Clean out the fast food bag, right out the door. I wish we could uh, write tickets. Alderman yeah. <laughs> <laughs> calls for writing tickets. He wants to write his own <laughs> ticket. Hey. It could be like one of those old undercover cop cars. You get the little light and you, you put right? the cherry on top of the car and woo. Now, Alderman, I suppose they probably have some ability to do something if they had to, Someone right? suggested on the text line that they used to have that authority. I know Alderman, I don't know if they still do, but in the city used to carry a badge. They had a badge that kind of looked like a cop badge. Like as really? A, as a city official. it had official. like city hall on it? Yeah, like it, it, looked, it was cool looking. Hmm. But, so... Kind of like how it. a lot of coaches don't wear their Super Bowl rings around. Most of those guys didn't carry them around, but a few did. Council meeting musings, as heard right here on Wisconsin's Morning News. We really couldn't hear you very well. It was all garbled and broken up. Sorry. Is this better? Yeah. Oh, okay, still can't hear it. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where comfort is their family's tradition. Bad news. Fog is getting thicker. And Leon's getting larger. Hope you like it. I'm going to bring it back tomorrow. High of 40 degrees today. Foggy today. Rain moving in late and then likely tonight with a low down to 36. Friday, foggy with showers and a high of 41. It's like end of days feel out there. We'll get through it, right? I don't see the sun in the five-day forecast. <laughs> the sublimation, is that what we're, we're experiencing? Is that part of this? You mean like the, the melt-off and then the fog? Yeah. Is that, is that yeah. the term for it? I don't know that it is. Sublimation, subluxation. From is that different? from snow to air, there's no melting into water because it's so hot. Yeah, so. <laughs> A couple of guys who majored in communications here. We'll find the word for you. 